to Midlife Moxie. We are a community and podcast all about midlife women making this one of the best seasons of their lives. Well, I'm one of your hosts, Gail. And I'm Christina. We're going to be sharing our stories, struggles, and joys while bringing you experts on topics that you care about. And we're going to do it while having a whole lot of fun. So buckle up, girls. Let's get our Moxie on. Welcome to another episode of Midlife Moxie. I'm your co-host, Gail. And I'm Christina. And we have a great show for you today. We are going to have a lot of fun. We want you to welcome our guest, Lisa Arendale. And she is a health and fitness coach, but she's also an Instagram dancing superstar. So welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you so much, Gail and Christina. I'm so excited to be here. So, you know, one of the things that we hear a lot in midlife women is, well, there's several things. I'm too old. Um, Social media is not for me. I'm not doing reels. And I'm certainly not dancing. And you've just blown all of that out of the water. So tell our listeners, um, if you don't mind how old you are and what you do on Instagram. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Um, I'm 49. Just turned 49 last Monday. So I'm 49 and one week old. Um, on Instagram, I show up as for the past year, your 48 year old dancing BFF. I am now your 49 year old dancing BFF. Um, and as a health and fitness coach, you know, if people go to my link in, in the bio, they're going to see um, a dance program that a dance course that I have out. They're going to see um, a, a, a fat loss course that I have out. But what I actually do on Instagram is just what you said. It's really to show up and to help women understand that life over 40 is just beginning and that age absolutely is what you make of it. And with some intentionality, you really can have the best years in front of you. And I do a lot of that through dance, inspiration and humor. I love that because at Midlife Moxie, we're all about this being one of the best seasons of their lives. And, you know, so many women have given up on so many things and they think they think about what they're not and what they can't do. And we want to dispel those myths. So let's kind of just talk about your story. You've been into fitness for a very long time, right? I have. Yeah, I've been I've been in health and fitness for over three decades now. My my first love was actually marine biology. Um, that's that's what I wanted to do. That's all I knew from the time I can remember until um, until my husband, he and I cheered together in college and uh, we were at a community college and he was leaving to go to a university and get a cheer scholarship. And I was taking off the other direction after a year of dating and I was going to go get my uh, marine biology degree in Texas. And I was so smitten. I'm like, I'm going to follow you. I don't know what degree I'm going to get. I sure as heck don't have marine biology in Monroe, Louisiana, but I'm going to follow you. And so I, I didn't know what I was doing. I floundered for a while, was dental hygiene for six months, realized I didn't want to look down people's throat for the rest of my life and literally laid out all of my credits in front of my counselor and said, how do I get out of here the fastest (laughs) based on what I already have? And they said health and human performance. So I kind of came by fitness at a little bit as a default. And I'm like, huh, health. Okay. I can, I can do that. Got my, uh, my undergrad in health and human performance and thought, I think I want to stand for my master's in exercise phys. And that's what I did. So that was my, my introduction to really falling in love with fitness. You know, I love that because, you know, God steers us in directions. You know, I started college thinking I wanted to be an accountant and it only took me to the second semester to realize, oh, I have to sit in a room all day by myself and be quiet and do this. No, (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking. So I love where that story starts. And you mentioned Monroe, Louisiana. You're up there with those Duck Dynasty people. 
Oh, yeah, well, I wasn't then, um, and I'm in Shreveport now, so I'm like an hour and a half from Monroe, but yes, Duck Dynasty is located in Monroe, but we didn't, I don't, I guess they were around back then, but I sure as heck didn't know We stopped so. through there when we used to drive back and forth from Texas, when we lived in Texas. I remember us faking our trek out there, and Monroe was a place where we knew we could stop and get a beverage, and I remember saying, I think this is where those duck people are, and so, of course, we wound up at the Duck Dynasty and met the people, and it was so cool, but just had to throw that in as a sidebar for our listeners. We like to give them great content, right, Christina? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And you know what better what better content than Duck Dynasty? I mean, <laughs> so after you get this degree, then you're teaching fitness. Is that where your life went after that? So yeah, so in my in my master's program, one of my undergraduate, um, well, in my undergraduate, pro- excuse me, in my graduate program, one of the things that I did was I did a local television show just for fun. It wasn't it wasn't paid, it wasn't anything like that, but it was fitness related. So my girlfriend and I would go on a Wednesday and we would film three step aerobics classes. It was faith based three, you know, faith based music playing three in a row. Um, we weren't the healthiest individuals at the time because we. we just didn't know how to eat right back then. And we were just like starving afterwards. And anyway, um, but that kind of introduced me to video and I'm like, I'm really comfortable here. This kind of feels good. And I think that was the first time that I really realized I really kind of loved the camera. I feel like I'm able to get, even though this wasn't a conscious thought back then, I feel like I'm able to get what's here out even though there's a screen dividing me and the lady on the other side of it. Um, so you're so able yes. to get your message, what's inside of you, comes through better for you in that format. I felt like it, certainly in person, but it didn't feel like a block to me. It didn't feel like an obstacle having a screen. And so I love that because I think so many women get so frightened of video, but if you are a people yeah. person and you like to talk to people in person, it's just, it becomes the same thing of just looking into that camera and speaking to people. And I'm with you. It's a great way to communicate with people and connect with people. And I think there are those of us that, I mean, it makes everyone a little nervous at first, but we really start to dig it. We really like to look into people's eyes. We really like to look into the camera and, and put our voice out there. And I'm like you, I know that that is my strength is, mm-hmm. you know, talking and being able to explain, you know, writing, I can do it, but it's not my gift. I mean, Christina, you're kind of the same way, right? Absolutely. I I love to do camera stuff. I feel like I can get more words out in a shorter period of time, and it doesn't have to necessarily be articulated well, like writing. You know, when you write, you have to really write with super intention about, like, does this sound okay? Is that spelled correctly? Does it sound like me? Is it spelled correct? Yeah, spelling. Oh, gosh. Or is it me or I and all of the other things that go along with it? You, you really so can show your personality in video. Totally. It brings it brings it to the forefront. And so um, if you're comfortable there and, you know, people listen, even better, right? So... And yeah, it so seems like exercise yeah. was one of the early adopters of the video format. They they saw that oh, quickly, yeah. you know, back in the Jane Fonda days. I mean, so you, you're doing these videos. When did it become dancing? Mm. Oh, that's a great question. So, um, so I was dancing for a long time. I was a cheerleader in high school, a cheerleader in college. Of course, with my husband, we went on to work for collegiate uh, universal cheerleaders association so he and i traveled all over so dance was a big part of that um uh so dance just never left me it was nothing i took i never took dance i was never professionally trained oh, really? rolled in dance oh, that's classes. interesting huh that as a child no i just loved it i was the daughter of a hippie and she danced and so i danced you know and so um we, yeah, it was just kind of part of my part of my life. Um, fast forward, personal training for years, um, uh, became a, a certified health coach somewhere along the line. But it was really hacking my own um, medical issues, just some things that I had going on that led me into kind of more of a holistic integrative approach to both exercise and diet. And then many years later. I ended up teaching dance fitness classes. And so through dance fitness, that was a real outlet for me to just let loose and and to be in a community of women. Then COVID hit. 
my dance fitness classes shut down and, and then and reels came about and that and Lisa, Lisa tell us tell us what that means dance fitness like what forms of dance because I know there's several different types so tell us what you personally do and which one do you love the best so I do not do dance fitness anymore for a decade I taught um, three different formats I taught Zumba so when you say dance fitness, a lot of people immediately think of Zoom, mm-hmm. but that's where I started. That's where I got my sea legs in the dance fitness industry. Then I, um, I, I, my heart just ran to refit. If you've ever heard of refit, they are um, definitely uh, everybody and everybody is accepted here. And I love that messaging. And so I taught for them for years and then I had my own dance fitness format. And so for a decade, it, that's what it looked like. And so then when, when COVID hit, all of that stopped for me. Yeah. And which one did you love the best? Oh, that's so hard because they're so different. I mean, Zumba, you know, totally appealed to, to the Latin flavor that I love. And and Refit was just a mix of everything. And then when I developed my own, it was called um, it was called Fit Chicks Groove. When I developed my own, I was able to, um, excuse me, Fit Chicks Jam. Fit Chicks Groove was another format I did. But I was kind of able to bring all of my own choreography to the table, right? So they all had their place in a season for my life. So I'm very thankful. Okay, here's that. where the story really gets interesting because you said, <laughs> you know, COVID coming. And this is one of the main yeah, reasons COVID. we wanted to have you here because pivots in midlife are scary to a lot of people. And in midlife, a lot of people just keep doing what they've always done, whether it's good, bad, ugly, whether it's working for them, whether it's fulfilling them. But we're really inspired by women who are willing to take on something new, to completely pivot, to um, make a change, to embrace new things in this season. And so when COVID hit and you had to stop doing the in-person, that must have originally must have felt devastating. It was tough. I have to admit, I was getting a little burned out. And so part of me was going, I'm going to take a breath for two weeks because that's what we were told, right? This Mm -hmm. is two weeks, right? For two weeks, I'm going to take a breath. And then two weeks turned into a month. And then I did start to, oh, my people and my, my, my everything. It was just, yes. So it was, I remember when Christine and I are in a beauty business and we at first were like, uh, when you can't see people, how are we going to, and so I think when COVID hit, there were people who were fast pivoters and early adopters and there are people who weren't, but those that did have gone on to some incredible things. Some in the same industry, like I had my best sales year, the year of COVID at doing it virtually. And I was like, wait a minute, I can stay home in my pajamas and do this. I was, I'm never going back. And then some people experienced some changes. Like part of my changes were getting more serious about social media as a business tool. So for you, I want to, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but here come reels and tell us what happened. Yeah. So I, I also entered another business as well. And for six months, that was about maybe four months before reels did come out. And so that gave me a sense of purpose and community and, and, and feeling more fulfilled again. Then when reels came out, not only did it help me with that and to spread my message in that business, but it also, again, I kind of felt like I did the first time I, I was doing those step aerobics videos, right. On, on a local TV show. I'm like, oh, it's my platform. It's my people. I'm back. And just, let go and but but here is where the story gets interesting because if you had backed me up one year prior I don't know that I was ready internally mentally emotionally spiritually for that release and this is what I mean by that I felt very held back um by worrying about what people would think Am I too old? Is she going to think she's all that? She, you know, I, when I would put myself out on video on Facebook, on Instagram, I would do some of my dance fitness stuff, but, but I felt like there was always this bridge, always this wall that I'm like, I'll go this far and I'm not going any further. When reels came about, I wasn't doing dance fitness anymore. Dance fitness is repetitive motion over and over and over, right? You take, you take four counts or eight counts and then you do a different eight counts. Then you come back to that. It's very structured. 
I was able to let loose in an unstructured 15 to 30 second way, meaning hip hop, meaning shuffle dancing, which I, which I really dove into, um, back then with, you know, Latin, any flair I wanted, all the flair I wanted and to really express myself. I felt like for the first time, maybe ever I was ready And that's a big distinction because I don't think I would have been the year before. I do believe that God, through just a series of events, through COVID, from pivoting, from losing my my personal classes, my local classes, from starting a new business, I feel like everything was leading me to this. So then it's like, okay, dance, what's the significance? That was a way. What part of rolling into midlife do you think? do you think was part of that? Like, I know for us, we talked to a lot of women who get to the, I don't give a crap stage of midlife. Yes. So you're having these thoughts about what are people going to think? What almost a limiting belief. Were you also you hearing know? those voices of not give a rip that a lot of us hear in midlife? That started at 40. Excuse me, 47. One year prior, I felt, and I remember writing about it. I need to go back and find that post because I remember writing, I feel like a a dam is starting to break for the first time. 47. Mm. The one year prior to that, so two years ago, I felt like it was Mm. starting to break. It was almost one year later, and it was reels. I mean, it it seemed, but that's what it did. That's what it took to like open that dam completely. Well, let me ask you this, Lisa. Do you have, you you have children, correct? I do. Okay. So how do they feel about mama being up on the reels and doing her thing, dancing? I love that question. I I have to tell you, I have a son who's 20 and I showed him um, this week because we were together and I said, look at her. She's like, she is doing her thing and he's like he's embarrassing her kids yeah and and he's like please don't do that mom please don't do that (laughs) i'm just like you know it's always okay when it's someone else's mom right right so so how did they respond to you like were they you know what did they say How did they respond? Honestly, nothing. So I have a 22, an 18, and a 15. And because they grew up with me dancing at my classes, I mean, my oldest used to work the desk at my Zumba class when I started. You know, she used to sign everybody in. Because dance has been part of all of it for so long, it really didn't phase them at all. Um, you know, they would see when I started shuffling, when I really started shuffling, you know, I would show, I'd be like, look, and they'd be like, oh, that's really good. You know, so they, they were, they were pretty encouraging. And I know that's not everybody. She she has nicer children than we do. Yeah, she does. My son's like, do not get on TikTok. (laughs) Do not get on TikTok. They will chew you up, mom. Do not get on TikTok. So I'm like. Only because they're used to it. That is the distinction. It really is. If I had never danced for and then I started, they would probably be hiding behind the bushes. (laughs) They were just really. And and what about their friends? Like, do their friends say, oh my gosh, your mom is the dopest mom out there? Like, yes. I'm glad you said that because I didn't know how to bring that up. Yes. Like, their friends think I'm really cool. (laughs) We think you're really cool. You wouldn't be. We don't let uncool people on this show. Okay, so a lot of women don't know how to use social media to grow a business. They don't understand the power of creating a brand around themselves. And they don't even understand the fact that we're brandable. And that was something that really Mm. came up for me the Mm. last year, that I was more uh, than any product, any company, or any brand I represented outside of myself, that I personally am a brand and I have something to offer. And I think the confidence that sometimes comes in midlife when we really start looking at who we are and what we want to do we we see the brand in that we're like this itself is a brand and these things can be a part of it so did you have some of that feeling oh absolutely absolutely and i learned that early on in marketing that you never no matter what you're doing you are not that thing that thing is a part of what you're doing and it's an extension of who you are. It is not who you are, which is why with my company, you don't see it plastered on every single post or even when I'm talking about, you don't see it plastered everywhere because it's part of my branding, my personal branding, my personal heart, which has been what it's always been from the very beginning when I started fitness is for the woman is for the matriarch. I love the family. I want to help serve the family, but it's usually the woman that sets the meals mm-hmm. and maybe sets the tone for, for, you know, a healthy right. lifestyle. And so my heart 
has always been to the woman. So that has just followed me into everything I'm doing now. And you know, the woman being and it's like whole yeah, and healthy. That sets yeah, the tone for an happy, entire family. That's right. That's right. Because if mama's happy, everyone's happy. Okay. <laughs> if mama's not happy, regardless if kids are in the home or not, if mom is not well, nobody else is, you know? So I love that you really focus on that. Tell us a little bit about like the, the, the women that come to see you. What is their, what's their goal? What's, you know, do they look at you and go, oh my gosh, Lisa, I could never dance like that. Cause some of those dances are a little, you know, a little complex or maybe our brains don't work. I mean, I know for me trying to, um, do some things sometimes I'm like wait a minute it's too fast hold on slow Quit down quit telling so- yourself those lies <laughs> midlife yeah. women so can do this yes yeah. I love that, that look like? I love that question so I right now I mean women have always come to me for health and fitness right and, and they still do and then I direct them to my programs that that I don't group coach anymore but what I love is is in this past year getting the dms that said I feel like I have permission to move again I feel like I have permission to go back to hula hooping, which I used to love in my 20s, and I haven't touched it since. I feel like I have permission to take up clogging again because I used to love, you know, whatever their 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 thing is. But through hearing many women say, oh, I would love to dance, but I can't. That is one of the reasons I developed my shuffle dance course to where I broke it down very simply the basics, the fundamentals, six very basic moves that they, they get to keep forever. But that's one of the reasons I designed it because I was having women say, I want to dance so bad, but I just don't know how. And even though I do short form tutorials on reels, it's 15 to 30 seconds, right? And so I needed right. something that I could drag out. So that really, that need out there is what propelled me to even, that course was not on my radar, but that's what propelled me to do it. So those are the messages I get now is I feel like I have permission. Women get close to the 30, 40s and they think that's kind of when life starts going downhill. You know, so if they're in their 20s or 30s, they're dreading it. And then, then if they're over 40, they're often thinking to themselves, well, my parents are aging, my kids are going to be moving out soon. And yeah. I don't know who yeah. I am anymore because I've been a mom and a wife for so long. And they just forget somewhere along the line that they've got tons of living to do, but they have to be intentional. It's not going to happen to them unless they make it happen. Well, I love that you said, you know, like gave us some examples of what people are, are, or what women are doing, you know, when they, they message you, because I was like, oh my gosh, hula hooping. I used to love to hula hoop. I mean, I know I I wasn't like the best at it. You know what else I used to love to do? Lisa, it's tap dance. Oh, I wow. love tap dancing. Amazing. I think it is. I did not say that coming. What? Oh, yeah. I used tap to be a big dancer. dancing, girl. Hip-hop, hula, tap, Hip-hop, ballet, I saw. Point. Tap, I did not. Yep. All of it. All of it. I'm all for all of it. And so I just, I get so excited when I see women out there our age that are doing the thing, I'm like, yes, continue to open up that conversation, continue to open up the thought process of it is not over. It is just the beginning. You know what I want to go back to? Go. The hula hoop. (laughs) Roller disco, baby. Roller disco. I'm like, where did my skates go? I cannot imagine that I got rid of my skates. Are they at my mom and dad's house? Where are my freaking skates with the pom-poms on them, baby? That's like back in a big way, but I'm like, okay, I might need to take this a little slow to not have an orthopedic injury here. (laughs) I'd hate to. The The other concern though, right? Like, do people come to you and say, I really want to do this, but I'm of the age if I if I fall down, <laughs> I might not get back up. I mean, because if I drop it like it's hot, Lisa, I'm going to tell you. It's staying down there till it's warm. It's staying down there unless my, my husband is right next to me so I can hold myself up to pop it back up, you know? Right. Well, that's my fitness coach. By the way, I'm looking at my bright blue pair of skates over there. I... <gasps> Something else I like just, just made a new friend. Lisa. Are they new just ones or are they friend. from the past? No, I have my old ones sitting over there from the past, and I have my new ones that I got this past year because the old ones have been here a hot minute. 
Um, I got my new ones this past like, year. I had, this, I had the special wheels and everything. Girl, did they light up? Did they light up? No, but they were for special. Like I did the whole dance, turn around backwards, go in circles, <laughs> go really fast by the cute boys, yeah, I, all the things. Oh, I mean, oh. and I, they had these, I remember they were green pom-poms because our school colors were green. And I had like a two-tone green pom-poms on each one. I mean, I was all about the skating, all about the skating. Uh, so I'm, I'm getting some more. Y'all have inspired me. It's going to happen. This can be a Christmas gift. New roller skates. Yeah. So Lisa, I tell women all the time because I coach a lot of women that need to get into video and reels and all that social media can offer. And there's so many are so petrified. I'm like, well, first of all, no one has died that I know of. No one has, I think if you go on, you know, Government websites, there's not going to be a category, died from doing a reel. I don't think it's a thing. <laughs> Could be wrong. Write in if I'm wrong. But I think a part of the, it's not just I'm going to look stupid. I think the other voice women are hearing is no one's going to care about my content. No one's going yeah. to, want to want to watch or listen to me. And mm. so I think we question having an audience. And I always say there's an audience for everyone. I mean, there's so many stupid people and things out there that have huge audiences. And it, so there, I really believe that there is an audience for everyone. And so you found that out very quickly, just yes. what kind of audience you could have. So share that story because your numbers on social media just blew me away. So tell us a little bit about that and finding your audience and becoming an Instagram celebrity. Well, well, what's funny is one year ago from the recording of this, I was at 5,000 and I had been at 5,000 for a year and a half, could not break past it. Reels really was that breakout for me. But here's why, to your point, Gail, is it was allowing my, quote, voice, which was dance. That's how I express That's That's where my messaging ended up coming through and speaking so loudly because I stepped into my age. If I had never put my age, I don't know that it would have. But when I started saying your 48 year old dancing BFF, it's like all of a sudden women were like, wait, how are, how are you moving? I, I literally had a physical therapist saying, how are you moving like that? And I wanted to write back and say, oh my goodness, you're a physical therapist. Like, I'm moving like this because I never stopped moving. I'm moving yeah. because I was intentional. Motion is motion and you stop moving, you stop moving, right? Well, let's let's just really like stop there for a minute because I think again that that's really really powerful that you said that because when people stop moving their body, the body is meant to be moved and when they stop, things start to deplete. Muscle muscle atrophy, um, you know, just the things that you your body gets comfortable, right? Because we want to be in a comfortable state. Yes. But this pushes your body into a different into a different motion. And I loved how you said that. Uh, what did you say? Lotion, motion, motion is lotion. lotion. Yeah, I I love it. I, I love think that. like what you're talking about, Christina. People really resonated by seeing that people like it stirred up something. You're like, I'd like to dance like that. I'd like to do that. She's my age. She's an to be clear, I'm a few years older than Lisa and Christina, but that's okay, in the age range. To see someone doing it, I think, you know, it's that old thing. If one person can, then others of us can. And so it's yeah. so inspiring, not only that you can move like that and have this kind of fun, but that you can be a social media superstar at 48 <laughs> years old. So you went from 5,000 to how many today? Um. Almost at 96,000. Um, so yeah, it was, it was neat. And, and again, it, it was, I, if it wasn't for reels and I had done the exact same thing, I don't know that it would have moved as quickly, but I, but I think to... most of your growth was organic, right? It wasn't like oh. you were out there just trying to grow huge following. It just happened. No, it, yeah, no, it just happened. And, and, you know, Instagram pushes out their baby and their right. baby is still reels and remixes. So when you do yes. that, they're going to push it out. I train my team as well on social media. And I wanted to go back to something you said a moment ago, Gail, when you said, I, you know, everybody, everybody has a voice. I can't remember exactly. An audience. You, There's an, an audience, audience for everyone. 
It's so true. I just want to say one thing about that because I believe that with everything inside of me, and this is what I tell my girls as well, my, my team, is that no matter if you are doing the exact same thing as you feel like a million other people are doing, you are quite literally the only you. You will bring it yes. in a way nobody else can because you're the only you out there. You, nobody else is you. Nobody else has your personality, your history, your past, your present, your, your experiences. Nobody has that. So you will bring it in your you-ness. That is, that oh, is such a great point attract the right people not everybody's like social media audio platforms podcast allow that part of it to come out in a way that the written word doesn't do and I think that's the power of this like there are other people working in the midlife space besides Christina and I but nobody does it like Gail and Christina we are different Sometimes a little too different, probably, but that's okay. We wanted to be different. We wanted to shake things up and be disruptors. And um, I love that even like you're talking about, like with reels, I know with my beauty business, it gave me that way that I could look into the camera and talk to clients and potential clients with my personal spin, my personality and reels just teed that up to like, you go out there and hit the home run with being able to get your content out, but in the coolest, most fun ways. So in a year you grew by 91,000 people and I'm one of them. I don't know how I found you. I think, I don't know if it was... I don't know if it was midlife or just the dancing. I'm like, this chick is so fun. And y'all, you're not looking at her. She is so freaking cute. I oh, mean, she looks like she's 30, y'all. She looks super young. Yeah, we kind of hate that part of her, but. And whatever. Well, I'm looking at both of you thinking the exact same thing. Oh, we my don't God. look the 73 that we are, do we? Just kidding. We're not 73. Um, but we're going to look this good when we are 73, right, Christina? That's the plan. That's the plan. Um, you know, I think when we see someone else that's fun and we engage with, you know, it's just like you're a bright spot in the day when your videos would pop up. I'm like, oh, there's that cute little gal doing all those fun dances. And, you know, when you bring a smile to people's face when something like COVID's going on, Lisa, that is a special thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a special gift. And I well, think in midlife, when we come to a season, that we can take all of that accumulated wisdom, all those accumulated skills, all those years of experience, all the gifts God has given us, and the timing comes in. And that all makes up this beautiful recipe to create something totally new. Like, if you had not been driven away from the in-person classes, you probably wouldn't have embraced reels. and. Yeah. that you probably wouldn't have embraced this new clothing line. You probably, but it's all working together. And I think that's the beauty of what we're seeing with women today is this multiple streams of income, multiple platforms of influence that we're able to do that. And we're able to do it in some cool ways that all work together. Cause like for me, I do have two distinct businesses, but they also work together because people that get to know me in one space want to get to know me in the other space and I get yes. to impact women in both places. So yes. don't you think that's just so cool? I think it is so cool. And there's something you just said that I want to, I want your listeners to hear because it is so powerful. And I just like to camp out there for one minute. And that is when you, you said to me, you're fun and you know, all, all the adjectives you used which were so, so sweet. Thank you. But that's where people get intimidated. They look at an outgoing Enneagram 7, and they're like, but that's not me. And I you're can't a 7? Oh, yeah. help us. It's seven, over. Seven. I know. You're a 7, too. I've lost um, control. Yeah. <laughs> you lost control. Okay, sorry. Got excited. 
Yeah, exactly. I love it. But you could but just then, see these two women over here. We're going to take an Enneagram sidebar. They are so excited that they're both sevens. I mean, they are grinning ear to ear. They're laughing. They are both so cute. Their body movements are even similar. I, seven is my wing, but my primary is an eight. Or this right. whole shit show would be off the rails already. Um, just going to be true. Somebody has got to keep the, the chickens rounded up. Well, so, so, but this is what I wanted to say. You never, never look at somebody else. This is a difficult thing to do. I know. And compare and say, I can't dance. I'm not that outgoing. I'm not that confident. I'm not, because here's what I can tell you. You can be the most introverted crochet expert and you can. Oh my gosh. I was just about to say the word crochet. You just, I mean, that's always my go-to explanation because when you think of crochet, you don't necessarily think excitement yet. You actually can find your people by bringing your you-ness to that platform, doing whatever it is that sets your soul on fire and that you're so great about, and you're going to attract the right people. So I just wanted to say that because I think so many times people are like, but I can't do that. And that's not who I am. And that's not my personality. That's a good thing. Thank God we're not all like me and Christina. You couldn't, right? right? We'd have enough eventually. That's what makes us unique. So step into exactly who God created you to be. If you're looking to social media, be okay. I mean, I was about to say, be the best crocheter. People want to hear other people talk about crochet, and you said crochet. We're having some moments here today. We really are. Seriously. And that's one thing I love about this show is we reach out to people that interest us, and then every single time it seems like, we get on the There's phone commonality. and we're like, oh my gosh, you're our sister from another mother. We love you. Where have you totally. been all my life? It's ridiculous. Totally. I love it. Alisa, I, I really want to just commend you for saying that to the audience that we, that we have here at Midlife Moxie, because I think so many times in midlife, we're going through so many different things and, you know, in, in our so many different things that are going on within our life, we can kind of beat ourselves up. And then we take, we take a look at Instagram and we're like, oh my gosh, she's, she's older that she's a little bit older than me. She's thinner than me. She's got this going on, but they don't know the backstory. They don't know where you started. They don't know, you know, they're just seeing this, this real, and though they are fun and good, it, it can be almost a detriment to people. So I love that you, you came with it and we're like, Hey, let me just reiterate to you that start where you are. It's okay to be you and you don't have to be me because there's only one me and you get to be you because you're going to attract people that I would never attract. Like I know that, you know, my, my sevenness can be all over the place for a lot of people. And they're like, no, I don't, I don't, I can't, no, you know, and they need more of a structured person like Gail to just lay it out. And I'm like, cool, that she serves somebody that I can't serve. Right. You know, and I think that's really great that you said that to our audience because they do look at that. Yeah. Right. They do look at that. And it's not, it's not good to beat up on ourselves. It's not. And if you're on my Instagram profile for even two minutes, you're going to see an IGTV at least once a week that talks about all the raw and vulnerable from my past food issues to my Mm. past in general, to the hurts and the bullies and my health problems. Like, and I do think, and I'm glad you brought that up. I do think as you're building your brand, as you're building your platform, you are careful. You there's, there's too much to share. But then there's the other side where everything is so picture perfect and you have to be sure to be relatable that you break down what is appropriate and what you are comfortable with putting out there so people can go, oh, okay, well, that reel was really cool. But actually, I had no idea she used to have problems with food or I had no idea she's got two congenital heart defects. I have no idea. Right. So letting people into the real that's where you really start to find your people because that's who you are. It's, it's part of your tapestry. It's, it's a transparency is what I hear you saying. It's like, I have this fun side of me, but I also take to, to Instagram and I, I break down a little bit about my realness and how I've gotten here and why I've stayed in this, in this, you know, profession or why I've stayed in this, in this realm here to, to serve others and serve others well. So I just, I really commend you for that. I think it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I think that, um, 
more midlife women need to to recognize that. I've been watching lately on um, Instagram, 30-year-olds using that um, that line from, um, oh gosh, what is that movie? Not, I think it's Knocked Up. They, they use the line from Knocked Up. Am I too old to be here? Am I am I too yes. old to be here? And I'm thinking to myself, you're 30! Shut up! <laughs> I, I mean, and we have some 30-year-olds watching so or listening, you guys. So please know it, it's coming from a good place. But I'm like, you're 30! You, you're, you're like in your dirty 30s. Get it, girl. You know? <laughs> so so um, I, I just find it so funny how even midlifers think, you know, think 30, really, you're still young. And exactly what you just said, Christina, is so much of my heart. As much as I'm here for the over 40 woman, I'm here for the 20s and 30s, even though they may not be the, the, the biggest number of people on my platform, there's actually quite a few of them. And I think it's because they need to know there's hope. After yes. They need to yes. know that there is hope. And I, I said this on an IGTV a couple weeks ago. I have always looked to women who were older than me that were that that were yep. that were healthy, that were fit, and that were living their best life. I remember being a kid and watching Jane Fonda. I remember as I got older looking at, you know, now JLo's about my age, but still watching her and going, Wow, look how she's, you know, and and um Shaleen Johnson and these women who are aging, but they're doing it well. And I was listening to um, Dennis Waitley. I don't know if you guys know who he is. Um, he's a famous author. He's, he's absolutely amazing. But I was listening to his podcast. He's almost 90 years old, and he so wants to live to be 110, 120 because of his wow. anticipation and hope of the future. That mm-hmm. is the key. And he is moving, and he is exercising. So when somebody looks at me at now 49 years old, it's like, how are you moving like that? I'm like, Dennis Waitley is almost 90 and he's moving. What would be my excuse to not be moving? The eager anticipation of what's coming is part of what lights us up and gets us excited to jump out of bed the next morning. When we lose that because we think the world and our life is going to hell in a handbasket, then it will. It's got to be intentional. It's got to be intentional. I just just love that you're you're marketing hope. You know, you're marketing hope to to, to the younger generation. Yeah, really. She is. She's marketing hope. And and here at Midlife Moxie, we really, we really thrive to be intergenerational, mm-hmm. you know, because you're so right. We, we hear all the time, like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be in my forties. Oh my gosh, like you're old, you know, or, oh my gosh, they have this, this thought process because nobody's really explained what does midlife look like? Right. What oh, they've explained what, it all right. Season? It's a very... <laughs> That's right. Right. We want them to look at this generation and say, man, I cannot wait to be 45, 50, 55, because those girls are awesome. Instead of looking at us and thinking, those crazy old bats, you know. Now, Lisa, I want to touch on this because I think there's, there's something important here. I think a lot of women lose their little girl dreams along the way. And I think life, children, jobs, fatigue, just drama in life, things in life, take things from us and steal some of that and crush some of our dreams along the way. And another thing we talk about here in Midlife Moxie is reconnecting with your little girl dreams, reconnecting in midlife with who you really are when you're not trying to chase toddlers and run the PTA and, you know, build your career you know, from scratch at a corporation or whatever your story has been, you do have a little more bandwidth to focus on yourself and ask those deep questions about what do I really want to do with this next season of my life? And I think it's important that we do that work, but that we are also sensitive to what God and the universe, whatever you listen to, is putting in front of you because there are opportunities and like Christina's and I's story is crazy. I mean, seven months ago, we didn't even know each other and now we just riding and dying. Yes. Part of the story. Wow. Yes. And we met through our other (laughs) business. We have yet to meet in person. Oh my gosh. That's insane. You would never know that by listening to your podcast. That's amazing. So connected. Yeah. Yeah. So I want women to be sensitive to, the nudges of their heart, that little thing in your gut, that 
that little desire you've already, because when Christina and I met, we started to get to know each other. We just, first of all, shout out to Christina, because after we met on a Zoom meeting about a, a, a launch um, event we were doing, she just reached out and said, hey, I want to get to know you better. I want to be friends. I really dig you. And I'm like, thank the Lord for somebody that can use their words and ask for what they want. So I'll never stop telling that story. We wouldn't be here for that. So I thank Christina for that. But um, we start to talk about midlife, but we both shared that we had this little thing inside of us that we wanted to do a podcast. Mm -hmm. And I've been wanting to for years. It would ebb and flow. And I've even thought about names. I even almost joined up with another person as a co-host. But it had been in there. It had been brewing for several years now since podcasts kind of gotten popular. And it was just this thing. And then, you know, God aligns me with this other person that that's her little thing. And your alignment may not have to do with anybody else. But I'm just saying there are those nudges. There are those little things in our heart and our soul that we know we want to do on this planet. And I think when I got to be 50, I realized, girl, if there's things you want to do, you better get about it because TikTok. Um, so what would you say about that? Because in your situation, there had to be some nudges. There had to be some calling. There had to be some things. Yeah. What were they? I want to know. And I want to, I want you to touch on the fact that you accepting that you picking that up, has led to you having reels that are watched sometimes by over 100,000 people. I mean, that's an incredible amount of influence and an incredible amount of difference you get to make on this planet because you took all your skills and wisdom and talents and nudges and stepped out. So I know that was kind of a long question, but I think you know what I'm saying there. That's good. No, that's a great question. So I think when there's your talk, basically what you're saying is, is what I, the way that I sum it up is, you know, do what sets your soul on fire of God. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't coin that, but I say it all the time. One of the things that holds holds us back from that, whatever it is, whether it's age, ability, whatever it is that you think, oh, I'd love to do that, but fill in the blank then I feel like that is how you know that's the thing you need to be doing. Because I feel like there's as much a fear of success as there is failure at whatever it is that you're going to do. And one of my favorite phrases that I've heard, it's actually the, the, um, the, the founder of my company says this all the time, and I don't know if she came up with it or somebody else. I would love to give credit to the original person. But before I give that quote, one of the things that held me back for so long was what are people going to say what what if i get what if what if people start calling me out i had all these bullies from my past that i literally drug into my future and yeah. so was protecting myself that i wouldn't yeah. go past that wall that i was referring to and she said something this past year and i'm like that's what it is she said to be remarkable means you will be remarked upon and I'm Ooh, like, say that again. Good. Say that again. Yeah. Being remarkable means you will be remarked upon. And I have chills even saying it because I didn't want to be remarked upon. I was okay with the good comments, but what if they said something ugly and negative? And what about my heart? And what would I do? And what if it embarrassed my kids? And on and on and on. That fear kept me from would have, had I let that continue, would have prevented me from reaching all these women I've reached for this past year. So there was something about that fear that had, if I could go back, everything happens in the right time and, and I, I don't regret it. But if I could go back and speak to myself, I'd say, see that fear. There's a reason that fear is there and lean into it because there's some massive impact that's coming when you get to the other side of it. Well, and Lisa, you know, you're, you're a type seven. And so we, we run from fear. If the, if you haven't, this is a shameless plug. If you haven't heard the Enneagram talk, um, go back to our, I think it was uh, number four, our podcast with um, episode, Jen four. Mm-hmm. episode four, go and check it out because type sevens run from fear. Yes. And when we you run are, from are anything willing, painful or uncomfortable, yes. yeah, anything. Yes. Yeah, but, but here's here's what I find really interesting is that you said I leaned into it instead of running away from it. You leaned into it and look at all of the good it has done because you were willing 
to lean in instead of run away. Mm. I think that, you know, that says a whole lot about just where you were at and the the contemplation that was going on within you and maybe there's a lot of contemplation going on within our within our community too that they want to do these things or they want I mean gosh to take a hula hoop and go and hula hoop like who cares if your kids think you're stupid like our kids think we're stupid no. anyway let's just get that out there <laughs> yeah, we'll have fun while we're being stupid right <laughs> And you know what? People are going to talk anyway. And I always say, you know, not everybody likes Jesus. I mean, let's just be clear. If not everybody liked Jesus, the thought that I'm going to have that everybody would like me or what I say or do is ridiculous. But, you know, Lisa, I just think when we tap into what we're truly supposed to do, we never know where it's going to go. And I'm sure you couldn't have imagined the influence you have. But the beauty is there's so many other women sitting out there with the same fears that you had and they've watched you overcome it and you become their inspiration that they can then go do their things. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're out of time again already, but let's do a rapid fire with this guest. What do you say, Christina? Yes. These are just quick questions, Lisa, that um, kind of one word or one sentence answers. Okay. Wait, I want to go first. Go. Okay, Lisa, can you pop and lock? A, a bit. I, I would love to be better, but a bit, yes. She can okay. do it all. So which of the popular reels out there has been your favorite, like, song reel to do? For me to do anything hip-hop. Hip-hop is is just my heart and soul. I love it. Oh, she is my soul sister. These two, I love if they get hip-hop. together, it's over. Hip, hip-hop, yes, please, all day long. <laughs> Oh, it's my turn. See, um, she okay. t- I was to say that Christina got so excited about that answer. She's totally forgotten to ask a question. Okay, sevens, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We present the sevens. Okay. Um, have you done reels with your children? No, I have to borrow other people's children. My my barista, there's my favorite barista is 20. And that's like right in the middle of all my kids' I've age. Seen that. People I work with won't won't do TikToks with me. I'm like, hey, nobody around my kids won't do anything with me either. Let's do it together. And so we have two that we've done together at I the coffee shop. Now you got your husband I, dragged into one that Yes, several. He's he's amazing. He's such a good sport. Yeah. So That's what's it. your favorite um exercise shoe that you wear for exercise and fitness? Well, people ask me a lot about shuffle dancing and that kind of shoe. So so it depends. I mean, if you're doing HIIT training, which is my favorite kind of workout, it's a totally different shoe than dance. But since dance is where I show up so much, if there's any kind of pivoting, it has to be a pivot toe. Um, or if you're on a um, uh, wood floor, which I am a lot, I just have a Nike Air Max because it's a very flat bottom to shuffle in. I also really love my Nike Air Max or a Van High Top. Nice. Okay, how many different um, dances can you do? Like, um, you know, when I was listing off hip hop, tap, all of that stuff. Tell, tell, listen, give, give, uh, or maybe what's your favorite? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess the three that I go back to often it's hip hop, shuffle dancing, and then anything Latin, salsa, bachata. You know, I'm, I'm always trying to improve. Um, so th- those are probably the ones you'll see me showing up doing. I'm all for bachata. All for it. My husband will not take lessons with me. I'm like, please. No, not happening. My husband did take lessons with me. We were learning to swing dance before COVID got serious again. So we're still working on that. And I will just say I was excelling. <laughs> My dance teacher said I was great. I was natural. Just going to throw that out there. So bring on the shag dancing. And, um, okay. So Lisa, we're going to end with this question. Someone's sitting out there and they're not moving and I'll include myself. I've not been moving lately and they're watching you and they're thinking, I'd love to do that, but I can't. Um, I'm not whatever too old, too fat, too sedentary, whatever the thing is. What would be your message for them and where could they start to move their body again? So my, my message to them, and I I tell women this all the time because that's a very common sentiment is that 
where were you a year ago and where will you be a year from now? Because we're definitely not getting younger. So one year from now, if you had started today, you will be one year further than you would be if you got a year down the line and did nothing. So start with walking. Obviously, I would ask a series of questions. You know, what are you, what are you used to doing? If you're literally going from the couch and have done nothing, start with walking. Because motion is lotion, I'm a huge advocate of micro movements. Every hour, move your body every single hour. And what you're going to find, just move. We're not that doesn't mean to the kitchen for another snack. But, But you know what? People that that smoke that are on the job actually have oftentimes healthier hearts than those who don't because they get up and move so often to go and take a smoke. How about that? Wow. So the movement. Okay, every so movement. what I hear you saying is I need to start smoking again. Yeah, that's no. exactly I'm just kidding. From this episode. I'm thinking, for me, it's, she doesn't mean kidding. walk and get another snack, Gail. She yeah, means, yeah. you know. <laughs> Well, gosh, Lisa Lou, you have been a joy. And I want you to tell all our listeners all the platforms that they can find you on and what your handles are on those. Thank you. Thank you so much again for having me, ladies. Um, So I am on TikTok sometimes, at Lisa Lou Fitness. I am on Instagram all the time, two to three times a day, um, at Lisa Lou Fitness. And I do have a Facebook business page, Lisa Lou Fitness. I'm barely there anymore just because I'm on the other one so much. So yeah, but feel free to, to pop in to DM anytime and say hello. I'd love to And she connect. is um, affiliated with a an adorable athleisure wear company. So if you need some cute athleisure clothes, hit up Lisa Lou. I'm sure she, that's what you're wearing in most of your videos, surely. Yes, is that what you're wearing? Absolutely. Well, you, you might get look good. They are so cute. And, um, you know, give her a follow. Let's, let's get that. Let's, let's get her over a hundred thousand guys. Let's do the thing. Lisa, <laughs> we appreciate your time. I know you're a busy, busy woman. And Lisa shared with me, this is the first podcast she had said yes to. So girl, in the past I've, I've only done one other one in the past, but yeah, in the past year, I've gotten a lot of messages for podcasts. And this is the first one that I'm like, this actually works. When you reach out real quick, when you reached out and said the name of your thing in my head, I'm like, oh, but I'm not midlife. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm midlife. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you, Lisa. I, no, you totally broke it to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is the season of life I'm in. That's just so I funny. love that you were willing to say yes to us because we're still a small growing podcast. And some people look at yes. your numbers and say, oh, you're not big enough for me. And you didn't have that attitude at all. You really aligned with what we're doing here. And we yes. just instantly connect with you. So I, I thank you for being a yes. Um, so really quickly, we're going to wrap it up with a word from our affiliates, Christina. All right. Well, we're going to talk about boob sweat. And Great segue. Sweat. Ugh, so gross. Boob sweat. Lisa, Nobody you probably get some it. boob sweat over there dancing yes, all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> so we want to we want to temper that with our boobalicious products, and you can find these amazing products where your boobies will be lemony fresh. Mine are today. <laughs> loveboobaliciousproducts.com and that's L-U-V and you'll go ahead and type in the word Moxie for your discount code that's M-O-X-I-E and you know what I love about that company Christine it's run by another midlife woman that's right it sure is and I'm loving mine they're all natural vegan and my boobs Mm -hmm. are lemony fresh today now if you're not a lemon girl they have others but the girls are liking being lemon fresh so (laughs) well Get them. Get, get you get some. Our, our, and they have products for men and women, so check them out. I want to talk about shoes. You know, that's one of my favorite things on the planet. And as I become older, it's a little more, you know, I find a, I need to consider comfort a little bit more. I'm not doing those crazy shoes I did when I was younger. And so cute and comfortable is the name of the game for shoes these days. And I want you guys to go check out www.walking cradles.com slash moxie walking cradles.com slash moxie these shoes are designed by a woman and they've thought of all the things they have little pillows of comfort in there y'all they are size inclusive sizes 4 to 13 in all widths and in working with this company we found out women are often wearing this wrong size shoe just to get it wide enough or you know 
other things that we cram our feet in the wrong size. And I know I just got my first pair in and it was a cute little pointy toe flat. And I did choose a wide because I often feel in flats that my feet are spilling over, my toes are crunched and it made all the difference. I've never really considered that before. So go over, check them out, walkingcradles.com slash moxie and put in the code moxie20 and you'll get 20% off any of their regular price styles. And that includes their adorable snake print booties. Oh my gosh. And there's some athleisure ones, Lisa, you got to check them out. They're so cute. I just wrote that website. That's amazing. I'm excited. So thanks for tuning in, guys. This is another great episode with our new friend, Lisa Lou. Lisa Lou Fitness on Instagram. You will be hooked. But until next time, what do we say, Christina? Go and get your moxie on. Bye-bye. Bye, your moxie.